Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Star Trek Picard, Season 2. In the year 2022, there's more Star Trek than ever. But is any of it Star Trek? Mmm, such a wistful way to ask. So... Yep, Picard season two, uh, a bit of Star Trek in the middle of lots of other Star Trek. Mm. I think I think we've been trekking every single week now since August of last year. I mean, I haven't, but sure. I have. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, There's um, still we, no legal way to watch most of it in Japan. Mm-hmm. We we did we did season one like episode well double episodes right? Yeah. Uh, so season two came up and I was like, should we do that? And then we're like, well. Kind of makes sense. Season one was kind of like one episode in the end. Yeah, it kind of felt like one movie dragged out for ten episodes. And uh, no, no one really listened the first time, so it seemed smarter to do it all in a one season bash. Yeah. Which is well, season two, one bash in this case. Um, yeah, this again feels like one film dragged out. That film being Star Trek: First Contact. <laughs> uh, I thought we were going with uh, Star Trek Four, but uh, nope. Hmm. Um, but yeah, because I mentioned it, and then I kind of forgotten about it, and then the season ended, and it, and then you're like, are we going to do it? So here we are doing it. So I guess at in one angle, I'd sort of forgotten the idea of doing it. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't want to watch another film. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there's that too. I got some short ones, but um, right, right. Uh, how quickly did you end up watching it? So I didn't realize it was on Amazon until it was already at, like, episode seven or eight. Mm-hmm. I watched all of them during Golden Week. Okay. And then I watched nine and ten as they came out. Okay. So for me, um, I guess the biggest takeaway I have is I saw the first episode, and Stargazer was so cool that I started reading the Stargazer books. So um, I'm, like, six and a half through, like, eight books now. But those are about Picard's Stargazer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the one in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, not this one, but... Uh, Still, I was just like, yeah, Star Age, that's cool stuff. Let's 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 dive into that a bit. So, fair enough. Uh, what did you want from this season? What were you expecting? Um, I was expecting actual Starfleet stuff. I was expecting it to push the plot forwards mm. in terms, like the overall plot of you know what's going on with the Vulcans, what's going on with the Borg, etc., etc. Uh, I was expecting Patrick Stewart to play the character Jean Luc Picard. Okay. And did you get any of those things? Bits and bobs. Yeah, well, you got the bit of the Starfleet at the beginning, uh, which we, we quickly sidetrack. Again, that's why you're saying First Contact. I'm thinking Star Trek Four because we... I mean, Star Trek Four, like, they never are Starfleet for that whole movie. Mm. They're, they're... I mean, in First Contact, because they go back to stop the board caking over the Earth by stopping a space exploration flight. Oh, yeah, there's that too. Okay, good point. <laughs> um, I don't know, I guess the, the, the lady that plays uh, Picard and sister, uh, Renee Picard, and uh, James Conwell, they, they didn't, like, really dovetail in my brain. <laughs> but they're basically... They're both, just, they're both just plot devices. And they're both people who are regarded as heroes in the future, but actually were very self-conscious when you meet them. Well, how much would you say Patrick Stewart played John Luke Picard in this season? Because season one, I didn't feel like we got much of it at all. Um, There's definitely a few moments in season the two. Bits I think the bits at the start where he's the Admiral. Mm. He does a couple of good speeches. Yeah. Um, that's it. What about him and Guinan? Either Guinan. You can answer with oh, both. Or... Uh, Any time he was with Guinan or with Q, I thought were good. 
Diner who? Q. Oh, Q. Oh, right. We de- the, I the def- characters I actually care about. Maybe they're, yeah, I was about to say, I, I would have had a lot more Q. I don't know if John Delancey was just like busy or something or. I don't think he's busy. I think I, he's just old. Yeah, maybe that's it. I, I could have had some more Q. I, I think that. You got a fair amount of Q, to be fair. You got a fair amount, but I guess a lot more like Picard Q interplay. Cause that's, right, again, but that makes sense in a one episode, episode of TNG. Mm. But, like, what's he going to do to just hang around with him for a whole freaking ten-episode season? Okay. Unless they did a thing like, mild spoilers for the game Batman Arkham Knight. Oh, my God. In that game, the Joker's in your head through the whole game. Um, like, like a little Joker? Like in that old uh, He's injecting World, right? Batman with a little bit of a virus that's making him go mad. Oh, so okay. he's just hallucinating Joker, giving you a running commentary of everything you're doing. That's cool. Uh, but, yeah, they could have had just there's a version of Q in Picard's head. Yeah. So, like, as he's going around dealing with everyone else, Q's just giving him a bunch of would shit. Would he have, like, a good Q on one shoulder and a bad Q on the other? Uh, that, that would have happened for at least one scene, for sure. What if we had Q <laughs> on one shoulder and Trelane on the other? Well, Q on one shoulder and Guinan on the other shoulder. Ah, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess before we really rip out every plot point, are, are you prepared to do, like, nine hours of content in a short summary? Yep. There was nine hours of screen time. I don't know if there was nine hours of content. Tell us what it was. Admiral Picard and his new friends, Seven, Rafi, Elnor, Rios, and Jurati, are back in Starfleet and out in space when they encounter a rift through which a request to join the Federation is being broadcast. Turns out, it's the Borg. The Queen beams aboard the Stargazer and starts poking her tentacles into stuff and capturing ships. Picard decides to self-destruct, but just before he can, Q arrives and sends an arbitrary selection of characters from season one to a dark alternate timeline that is not the mirror universe. Picard and his friends hijack a ship and the Borg Queen helps them slingshot back in time to the 21st century to repair the timeline. They help Picard's ancestor complete a Europa mission, meet a younger Guinan, tussle with another Sung, work with a Romulan guardian of time, and then Picard and Q embrace and everyone goes home. The Borg Queen is a time-traveling Jurati who is a new kind of soft Borg and actually came to help stop some unexplained space explosion, which will probably be key in Season 3. Finally, 90-year-old John Luke has overcome various hang-ups and can give his captain's log to his Romulan security slash house cleaner slash farmhand lady. weird because most of what Picard season one had wrong with it this one kind of fixes but that everything that Picard season one did well this one kind of does badly <laughs> so this is kind of a side trip is basically what you're getting after it's definitely that it's kind of a side trip and also so Picard season one was an interesting episode of TNG dragged out with very slow boring writing mm. this is a very uninteresting plot but it has some okay production and writing and character stuff. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, I guess let's do characters, actors first. Um, I definitely felt a little more like I was actually watching Picard here and not Patrick Stewart. Uh, I don't know if I did because all this stuff with like, oh, he's, he's, he's been haunted this whole time because he accidentally helped his mum commit suicide. Why was that never mentioned in like the six films and nine previous seasons of TV? <laughs> well, there is a, a early... Season one TNG episode where he comes across the the old vision of his his mom his mom. Oh uh, yeah. Which when you watch that now it actually the writers were definitely making that work. Mm. So cause, and you're like okay now because it goes all the way back and it's like because oh I wish I could talk with her when I when she was older blah 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 and she, we'd have some tea uh-huh. and, and the way he just like 
gruffly tells Riker to screw off when a Riker interrupts. Like, now makes a lot more sense. Mm. So I do like how they, like, at least got some kernels right. uh, made it work. Um, uh, yeah, because, so, season one, the reason he wasn't, didn't seem like Picard is because it was deliberately doing something where it was saying, like, you know, maybe Starfleet will stumble and it needs to find its way because the point was... Patrick Stewart wouldn't do the show if it was purely utopian. <laughs> he said that didn't make sense in, like, the this day and age because, you know, humanity's not acting very utopian right now. So he wanted to do a Star Trek where... I'm going to save a harem and all of their clothes fall off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas this one, like, sometimes he's just acting like Patrick Stewart and not acting like Picard, and, like, no reason is given. <laughs> but, but, yeah, there are some great moments where he does get to Picard. When he just has a nice speech or whatever. Yeah. I, I guess now everyone except for John Delancey is now the, the B cast that gets uh, scuttled off relatively quickly. Yeah. <laughs> to, to make room. But um, that's, uh, I, I think they did good characters. That, that's almost like annoying that they're kind of all scuttled off now. Yeah. Um, wait, who's scuttled off? Because most of the season one cast is still around. No, I mean, after they're scuttled off at the end of the season. This is the last Somewhat. we're getting, right? Um, so. And we're finished with uh, Allison Pill as Gerardi, I guess. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, even. I, if, I mean, it, how the hell was she still allowed to be operating on spaceships after season one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess she, that's she, classic Star Trek that you're brainwashed into, like, murdering your lover one week, and then you're just I mean, why, again, why was Data on the bridge after season one of TNG? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Raffi and Seven are on the Stargazer, I guess, but they're not necessarily written out, are they? Uh, I don't know, but I basically don't expect any of them back for the next season. Do they film season two and three back-to-back? -back? Yeah, with different groups of actors. I guess so. But I, I, I do hope, actually, I do hope I'm wrong and we will see them, because uh, Jerry Ryan's, I... Honestly, that that's one thing that uh, definitely plus on season one and two of Picard. I never liked seven and nine that much in Voyager, but now I do. Okay. Uh, Raffi, I liked a little more this time because she wasn't constantly calling him JL, which was so lame and fake in season one. <laughs> that <laughs> she only did it once in this. And episode. I like that she's highly flawed. Yeah. Like she's she's often right. She's well, just, she's I'll flawed. I'll get to that later because she's flawed in just the most network TV crap writing ways. Okay, that, that <laughs> might also be true. Rios, I like Rios. I really like Rios. Um, and like, while it is a shame he's been written out, I quite liked his happy little ending. That's why you're asking about the Stargazer thing, right? It's yeah. like, oh, do they do a whole Rios Stargazer? That would be worth uh, I got the impression too. this was probably like, only his like first or second mission. It yeah. like he wasn't used to being in charge of the Stargazer yet, so. Yeah, just time-wise would not allow for that. But, um, yeah, but, and that, that is one thing where they really left it hanging. Oh, is Rios going to stay or is he going to go back, you know? I mean, they're, they're, yeah, it, could, it really could have gone both ways, so. No, I think I guessed pretty early on that he was staying. It, it, it became a pretty good guess early on, but yeah. at the same time, he's the captain of a starship, so. Yeah. Maybe he's shirking his duties. I, yeah, when they finally get back, and everyone's like, hey, what happened to the captain? Never mind that. Seven's your captain now. Shut up. <laughs> the Borg Queen was fine, but. I've had problems with the Borg Queen since the idea was introduced because mm. it doesn't really make sense with the terms of the collective. Do they refine it at all here? No, like, if anything, it makes less sense now. Okay. In, in Because in First Contact, it felt like they created the Borg Queen as a, as a vessel to communicate with data. Mm. Whereas here, they're insinuating that it genuinely is like a queen. Like okay. Be. I mean, I assume the whole Gerardi Borg thing is like a splinter group in the end. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of, I kind of like the idea of here's a Borg that just takes volunteers. Mm. But, like, again, it was more of a Doctor Who solution than a Star Trek solution. Yeah, I, I It was a wishy-washy, doesn't really make sense if you think about it, feelings-y solution. <laughs> um, how do you feel about younger Guinan? She's fine. She's pretty good. Yeah, I thought she hit some nice whoopee beats. Yeah. Like, she clearly had done a bit of research or, or talked to whoopee some. Yeah, and I liked how little, um, how little time she had for Picard at first. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. What I'm just obviously uh, it's a whole I think season in terms of, of like guest stars. performances, though. I think John Delancey and Patrick Stewart just playing cute and card, admitting with their friends. Yeah, that stuff was nice. I mean, the the the, the main the main um, gist of this whole season is just Q needs a hug. I yeah. guess. 
Oh, and then right at the end, Q has that really nice line where he's like, does it always have to be universal stakes? Maybe it's just about you. <laughs> and then they get back and it turns out there was a galaxy destroying stake. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole reason the Borg had shown up. That's for season three, right? So. Right, no, but because they had to have a reason why the Borg had done this in the first place. Mm. It's because they wanted to come and stop whatever this unexplained explosion was. Okay. Um, any, like, notable guests? Oh, oh, geez. It's, it is weird to, like, think that it's almost... You almost forget that Brent Spiner's a regular in season one and two now. Yeah, because they do feel like very different characters. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, because Soong is just nasty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I, you, Brent Spiner has always clearly enjoyed playing villains, right? Oh, yeah. He yeah. loves doing a lore episode. He loves doing a, an evil Soong. And, yeah, here he is really hamming it up. <laughs> Although they did kind of have to... Um, I'm forgetting her name at the moment. I know um, who you mean. The, she was the android in season one, and she's the clone in this season. Yeah, she's just kind of shoehorned in here. That could have been anyone for the clone. Yeah, I do the, think, though, they did a good job of... Both of those actors do feel like they're different characters in each season. That's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really slamming the actress at all. She's good. Um, I'm just like... Yeah, it was a bit shoehorned in. Yeah. Well, to tell you who's really shoehorned in is the Romulan love interest. Apparently, her great-grandmother looked exactly like her and God <laughs> bumps into her for no reason. I was told just I... Just so you don't forget that she's there when he goes back and confesses his love at the end. <laughs> so who did he fall in love with? Well, good question. <laughs> He could be projecting. Mm. I yeah. think he's just... I think it's meant to be that he already knew at the start of the season, he just couldn't admit it to her. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that that was the one thing that I... The thing I heard about the season that I think really holds some water is uh, I heard someone mention that basically the emotional beats of the season are spot on. Like how they follow each other, where they are. Perfect. The story itself makes no damn sense. Uh, the emotional beats of Picard kind of makes sense. I still think a lot of the quote-unquote drama with, like, particularly Rafi and Seven just feels like they're pointlessly mad at each other all the time. Yeah. And it just felt so TV and annoying. There was an audio drama uh, produced along with the season. Again, you shouldn't have to go that for right. things, but it, it's a it's basically a, a Seven Rafi adventure. Well, that, it's not with, like, with the actor actors doing yeah, the voices, all that, you know? I'm but, not saying it didn't, like, oh, it left plot holes, it didn't make sense. It's just, they're just being TV characters. Yeah. And TV characters, there has to be a big drama every okay. episode they get over. And it's just like, ugh. <laughs> anyway, the audio drama's called uh, No Man's Land. And, and it's like, you, yeah, you shouldn't have to do that to inform, like, the main thing you're watching. But uh, apparently that does it. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I, what this has made me realize is I actually like the fact that TNG didn't have conflicts on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> well, they tried out a bit with Pulaski in the second season. I actually, uh, you know, I, I, Crusher's the right doctor for the D, but um, I, you go back and watch Pulaski now, and then she's she's a nice little source of curmudgeon, you know? Yeah, I mean, and then they do DS9, right, where it's nothing but conflict. I'm not saying <laughs> it can't work, but just I like seeing, you know, a group of consumer professionals deal with cool space problems. <laughs> Yeah, but if you and I were on La Serena doing this shit, we, I, I'm sure we'd be having lots of ridiculous arguments. I don't know, I Hopefully entertaining ones. Arguments with well, uh, entertaining I'd ones, banter. right? I, it'd be like the old, the classic Geordie and Data stuff. They're just Data just not getting jokes and Geordie giving it the old, old Data. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's coming back next season, a bit of LeVar Burton action. Mm. Um, we didn't see a lot of Elnor in this season, so we probably are going to see him in season three. And I did like that they have a Romulan member of Starfleet. That's nice. Oh, yeah, that's a big plus. Sabic was supposed to be half Romulan. Really? Yeah. When did they fucking wreck on that end? That was actually the idea from the start. They just, like, I guess I forgot to say it on screen. Ah. <laughs> but that, that also helps. That's why, you know, Spock becomes so, like, Romulan obsessed later yeah. on, right? Because that was, like, his, his protege. Mm. But, um, yeah, that was, I think that was actually a ground floor idea that just didn't get set on screen, so. 
Wait, Savik's not who I'm thinking it is. Who do you think? I'm Savick thinking is? of Sarek. Oh, Sarek. No, Sarek's full Vulcan. Okay, because right, right, right. that would have made Spock like a quarter Romulan. Yeah, no, no, no. Savik is the Star Trek, Star Trek Enterprise. Romulan. No, no, no. That's to Paul. Who's Savik? She's Star Trek two and three and four. Oh, huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirstie Alley and then um, yeah. Robin Taylor, right? Right, right, right. So, um, yeah, she was supposed to be half Romulan. Ah. Talus is full Romulan. Yeah. When Picard wants to get freaky, it's got to be full Romulan. Well, like um, the full word for Star Trek, the motion picture says, uh, Kirk could never have been in, well, having a relationship with Spock because he couldn't fuck someone who could only fuck every seven years. Ah. <laughs> Vulcans go whenever. It's just, they just get really, really horny every seven years. Mm. Mm. I, I think we've established that now. Because, I mean, what kind of way would that be to run a planet, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, Calvin Bus. Spock is clearly giving her more than every seven years. <laughs> um, so where, where, are we, where are we on this? So, yeah, I, maybe we should talk more, because I, I came away with a lot more Voyage Home. You came away with a lot more First Contact, and both points are valid. Yeah, um, I think it's specifically the fact that, A, it, like Voyage Home, it's just a big space probe. Here we see, like, a ruined Earth. And they're going back in time to fix it, mm-hmm. which is how first contact starts. We just get a glimpse of it, though. Yeah, and then also specifically the Borg aspect, yeah, and the making a space mission happen aspect. Whereas, yeah, it is more of like the I'm in the modern day. Mm. So that's the and it has the little. Yeah, I was just the radio wondering. The guy is literally the guy from. Yeah, I was just wondering if, if I'm a little more like um, open like like. A little more vulnerable to fan service. We sling, 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 slingshot around the sun. We got the I hate you punk rocker, you know? Yeah. All that sort of stuff. I don't know. Um, I like fan service in places. I don't want it in my Star Trek. Okay. I want Star Trek to be moving forwards. It's a pretty good song, though. Yeah. <laughs> sure, I just like the song. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's what I he's like when she doesn't turn it off. Maybe he didn't get like a lot of work in between. I don't know. I think he is just a sound guy who does sound on stuff. Basically, yeah. So I, I was I was happy to see him here. Um. <clears throat> my, my main problem with this show is that it just felt like a fucking CW show. <laughs> like, here's an episode of Star Trek, and what are we ending the episode on? A big shot of a cool spaceship, a new alien, some dramatic science concept. It's a slow motion shot of a woman in a red dress walking towards the camera. With, it's like with some combat small, boots. Some Smallville bullshit. It's <laughs> <laughs> not Star Trek. Here's where I like it and don't like it at the same time. Episode six or seven, it's two mm. of one. Mm. It's it's the one at the um, the astronauts party, right? Right. Which is a fantastic, like, kind of Mission Impossible, like TV Mission yeah. Impossible homage. And barely needed to be part of the season at all i like that one that was a fun i do it's fun but i'm like they could have like done that in like five minutes in another episode but that one is the bit where he meets the other picard and has the conversation with her oh it's got a speech like i said i I love the mission impossible of it i as an episode i love it but in this 10 episode run it barely makes sense that they did that i mean it's one of the only bits in the episode run where they do something that contributes to the apparent plot yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's the one where they actually go in and help Picard go on a mission. But they could have done it in like a very small amount of time. They could have mission. done all of this in a small <laughs> amount of time. Why apply it to that episode? <laughs> oh, oh, that. I guess this can go to the next topic. But the other, um, the other actor we forgot to mention is Gaius Baltar, which I think half of the people who watch this show, including me, had to go check if that was Alexander Siddig first because he's in a Deep Space Nine uniform and. It just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So. Playing Picard's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, like fine, but why? Because because <laughs> James Callis is awesome, and we haven't seen him in a while. Is uh, that, yeah, is was, that good enough for He's a great actor, but <laughs> I, again, I don't need to see the childhood of Jean Luc Picard. <laughs> it was better than the care. childhood of Anakin Skywalker, at least. Maybe, but Star Wars is about like family epic human drama. Star Trek's not. <laughs> well, they have that episode Family. I don't know. <laughs> um, how about all that timey-wimey bullshit? How'd that work for you? Cause Fine. Okay. You know, I spent my childhood watching Terminator Time stuff. It makes perfect sense to me. Okay. 
because you can make a flow chart on this because Guinan's meeting Picard for the first time with the Guinan we know met Picard a long time before, but yeah, it does headache induce. Where no. where would where'd you play out on that? I mean, it makes perfect sense. Why is it headache inducing? Because I don't know. This is her being him for the first time, but it's not him being her for the first time. Right, but then she met him for the first time without him knowing her was the first. Wait, no, see, yeah. no, she just. Yeah, There's it's several. Fine. It's basically River Song and Pop to Hill. It's fine. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, River Song. Sorry, I was thinking about River Dance for a minute there. Yeah. It's very different. That famous Doctor episode where he does the River Dance. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, that's happened. Um, I it would not, probably not, because it's a very, very English TV show, and I don't think Ireland would like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to set some stuff on fire. We got it, right? Maybe if we finally get an Irish Doctor Who, that would be good. No, I'm mostly getting, getting it because it, there was a fair amount of, con, not controversy, a fair amount of discourse about the timeliness of it all, so. Yeah, people are thick, that's why. It's fun, no, <laughs> could, it, could it just be fun to think about? <laughs> yeah, I could. Okay. No, it, it just to me, it didn't seem like a particularly complex time travel story. Yeah, well, they basically were like, from the get-go, like we're going to throw out most of the rules, so just deal with it. Okay, how about the butterfly effect factor then? Uh, well, it seemed at the end that it actually turned out they were kind of, this had happened, always happened. Yeah. It was more like T1 time travel. Is that why James Callis was there? This will happen before and this will happen again? Yeah, sure. Okay, there. More fan service, different <laughs> franchise. <laughs> Have you seen that new Buzz Lightyear film that's coming out? Why, well, no of it. What do you mean? I've, I've one of my friends it. bought the Lego thing of his spaceship. It's literally the Viper from Battlestar. Huh. It's, it's that with a slightly different fin on top. The guy, do, who's is, is who's doing the voice? Um, Chris Evans, I think. Okay. Evans, not yeah. Pratt. Okay. No. <laughs> Pratt would make more sense. No. Just yeah. everything. <laughs> no, because he's... No, he doesn't do, like, a superhero voice. Mm. This is meant to be the great reboot of Buzz Lightyear. See, I, I, I assume Tim Allen did the, su did the superhero voice. Mm. No. No, I'm... Okay. Haven't seen it. Can't make a comment. Chris Evans, sure, why not? Captain America. Tim Allen's not dead. Didn't no, but the idea is this is meant to be the real character who the toy is based on. Mm. <laughs> Which is fucking dumb as hell, but whatever. Okay. Because <laughs> there's also a straight-to-video Buzz Lightyear movie featuring Tim Allen, I think. Yeah, there was a full cartoon series when I was a kid. Okay. Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. So Picard's, like, pretty straight-laced then. I mean, this is easy to follow. It's not like the Toy Story universe. Yeah, exactly. The Pixar-verse. Well, the Pixar-verse apparently is like a big time loop. Yeah, that's why I'm bringing it up. Because <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, no, the monsters incorporate end up in, like, prehistoric time, like, seeding, like, yep. things. And the cars are in, like, an apocalyptic future. Future, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pixarverse. That's what people should be talking about. Oh, they are. <laughs> we just don't interact with the Disney folks that often. Oh, okay. Actually, I do, but... <laughs> yeah. But not the Pixar folks, maybe, so... I don't know. Yeah, I mean... I don't dislike when Star Trek does time travel. I just, I don't like it to be the main thing Star Trek does. I don't think of it as a time travel show. So yeah. when you think of it as we've only had two seasons of Picard and one of them is fully set in the modern day, mm. it's a little disappointing. I mean, they did name check yesterday's Enterprise in here. And that was also incredibly lame when Q was just dropping episode titles for a whole yeah. scene. <laughs> well, they did that in Lower Decks too, but... Uh, <laughs> Lower Decks is explicitly like a dumb little comedy. But I will say, after that episode aired, I did not get an email from Eric Stilwell, who wrote that episode. But after the first episode of Strange New Worlds, which references the day the Earth stood still, I did. So, <laughs> there's that. Yeah. It, it, it depends on which reference you're making and how, so, mm. yeah. <laughs> being pretty negative so I will clarify I didn't hate this or anything <laughs> um, I just 
with both seasons of Picard so far, I felt like there's been about a movie's word of good Star Trek Picard, you know, content about the character Jean-Luc Picard, which is what I wanted. Mm. And it's been stretched out. The first one felt like it was stretched out in quite a very dry... Like, we, we compared it to a novel, and it yeah. was written by a novelist. <laughs> this one felt like it was dragged out in a very TV way. Mm. You know how, like, network TV shows, the plot only moves forward in the first episode of a season and the last episode of the season? Maybe mid-season. And maybe one in the mid-season. Everything else is so filler. Yeah. Like, every action scene, you're like, well, no one's going to die because I know all of these characters are contracted for the season, <laughs> right? And, like, well, I know they're not going to... The romance isn't going to happen in this episode. That'd be a season finale thing. So this is doing those kind of episodes. But it doesn't have episode-by-episode episode plots to do. Right. So I it's just nothing happening. I guess that's why I brought up the Mission Impossible one. Because I'm like, okay, they're going style over substance because they need to drag out the substance. Yeah, but that was an, ep- that was an episode that had something. How about the one that we all that we spend the whole thing in Picard's head? See, I like I like that kind of psychological psychological trippiness. Like I don't. I think the problem is I just didn't find this interpretation of Picard's character very interesting. Okay, because for Ooh, me, he's been running away. I was like, never heard uh, that about a character who explores space before. <laughs> yes, yeah, I was like mind trip. Oh yeah, I love Baltar. So James Callis here is like doing it for me. So mm. I had like DS Nine uniform. So that kind of like I think again maybe maybe fan service is sucking me off too hard. I don't know. Yeah. Also, I just I cannot bring myself to care about posh people's problems in their big house. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the classic iron fist problem. Should we have had uh, Picard in like a lame is sort of house? Yeah, maybe. That'd be cool. Yeah, scraggly. Yeah, I guess we could have had any single member of Picard's family actually sound French. (laughs) (laughs) They do explain that way. The Picards moved to England for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. so that's explained. Um, We got him Bill and Tedding the key to himself. That's fun. Yeah. (laughs) That's a long game, Bill and Ted, too. Mm -hmm. Bill and Ted didn't. It was like, we have to do this tomorrow. And Mm -hmm. John Luke's like, okay, 300 years is enough time. So, (laughs) yeah, that's cool. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like, Yeah, oh, I like. It worked best when it was doing small character moments with Jean Luc and other members of the cast. Mm. It worked worst when it was trying to do what it thought was cool action stuff. Well, again, that's where emotional beats make sense with the story, doesn't it? Yeah. When it was dragging out stories with the other characters, um, and just when it was trying to be cool and dramatic, but all it had was just. Alison Pill, who just looks like a cutie, walking around in slow motion. <laughs> well, that's a, people are going to be cosplaying that very soon. I know, uh, I know. <laughs> I, here's, here's a model that we don't see much anymore. I think that would be good for Ricard, and maybe for other stuff, too. The, uh, the Columbo Matlock model. Do you know what I'm talking about? Kind of? It's they Matlock might have been a Well, the episode somewhere. is just like a movie length. Columbo would only have like three a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Sherlock kind Sherlock of did, did it. Sherlock did it. Sherlock did it. Yeah. A few shows did it. Oh, I Doctor Who even had seasons where he did that. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, that last one with um. The Tenet. last Tenet one where it's just specials, yeah. I think that was would have been the best approach for Picard. And especially now that we're in the streaming era anyway, so it's not like it has to run for ten weeks to show commercials or something. <laughs> I think most people would be happier to just have, yeah, like a... Maybe this could have been a two-parter, 90 minutes each. Yeah. Still contained most of what was actually every character's main beats, mm. and not felt like it had to drag things out with, you know, half baked action and people pouting at the camera in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> like the Sung stuff was great, but was clearly tacked on. Yeah, um, I did really like Rios and like dealing with ice, because yeah, if you do teleport into modern-day America without ID, and you don't look white, that's going to happen to you. It's almost like, what if we just actually took Picard out of the saw? What if it was the captain of the Stargazer going through this whole thing with these crewmates? There's just no Picard. Um, well, then, you would. this episode wouldn't... Why would this be ten episodes long? Because now we have, like, not this such established character that we can play around with and do a few other things because I mean how yeah, many I mean, how I many would... things can we really do with John Luke Picard at this point true <laughs> he's not cutting up 
But John Luke Picard was never meant to be doing action stuff anyway. <laughs> like season one, he's meant to be the captain who stays on the bridge, right? Yeah. It's just Patrick Stewart who wanted to do action stuff. <laughs> but I, I love Patrick Stewart. I think he's a great actor and I think he's a very good person. Never given creative control of anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, the reason that extras joke is so funny is there is some truth in it. Well, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he knows that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't want to take in creative control, because yeah, like, why wouldn't he? <laughs> like, what, when you let Patrick Stewart take creative control, you get Star Trek Nemesis. You get, I want to do a Jeep chase. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. And I'm, I get it. If I was an actor, I'd be, like, demanding Jeep Give me a Jeep chase. I don't care if it's nice good or not. I want to drive a Jeep. So I've got so much respect for Tom Cruise. <laughs> he makes his films based around what dumb stunt does he want to do. <laughs> Top Gun number one, yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I wonder if this story would work where we are have, like, just, like, not that established characters. No, but I think... Um, There'd be more breathing room. The idea of doing it as like a prestige one story ten episode season is just because it's Picard. Yeah. If it was just Rios and the Stargazer, it would probably be more episodic and this story would only need to last two or three episodes. Well then it would have just been the audio drama with uh with with Rafi Well it would just be Discovery, but it would at least be set in the latest point in Star Trek, which is what I want. Discovery set in the I know now it Star is, Trek. yeah, but for fucking <laughs> Two and a half seasons, it messed around in the Klingon war no one cared about. I was just saying that'd be a best. And now it's set really in the future and like of dubious canonicity, presumably. They got Cronenberg. No body horror, just Cronenberg. I think I figured it out. I didn't think The Voyage Home mm. because The Voyage Home is fun. Right. This show spends a lot of time trying to be dark and edgy and cool. Everyone's angry all the time. It all happens at night. Oh, they're in prison now. Oh, they're, they're shooting real guns now. This guy's up. He wants to do Janice. Oh my God. Oh, we got daylight chases around the Staples Center and, uh, and, and, and Seven and I and Raffi having their, That's, like, witty cop banter. Yes, the, I was about to say, the bit of the show I like most, um, in terms of the other characters, the non-Picard characters, is early on, when Seven of Nine doesn't have her metal, she's realizing that she can be liked by people, <laughs> and her and Raffi are having a nice time. Yeah. Uh, like, there's that bit where they pretend they're about to get engaged, so that security guard will let them in the building. <laughs> Stuff like that. That was cute. That was fun. I, when Star Trek, I don't need to see a bunch of drama between the characters. Like, I like seeing Kirk and Spock just be pals. What if they had just dropped the Borg out of all this? Then, is, is there just then too much just Borg? Then it's just Q? Yeah, I mean, we, it can be just Q, why not? No, I don't think it could be ten episodes of just Q. No? Especially with how little Q we had in this. Yeah. Um, and I think Star Trek, Picard season one left me thinking we need some more Borg. Mm. Um, like... I, I would say the Borg are probably Picard's number one nemesis, right? Yeah, that yeah, true. Which is maybe I guess why we'll I'm wait like. Let's see if season three Borg. does anything interesting with the Borg. It's like you can't always have like the Joker in Batman media, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, the question is, how much Picard are they going to be able to make? One more season, apparently. Right. So maybe if that season was going to wrap up Borg stuff, mm. then this one could have been all cute. But I don't know what they're doing in that season. Yeah, yeah. Um. But I feel like, like, it already felt like they didn't have ten episodes worth of stuff to do. <laughs> and if it had just been, who wants to stop this shuttle launch, we've got to make this shuttle launch. We have the Mission Impossible bit. I guess we muck around with some. He doesn't have the Borg this time, so what's he got? He just hired some <laughs> mercenaries? Maybe what they, uh, again, getting back to that, like, uh, you know, movie of the week thing. Um, each, they, they had five directors, right? Right. For, I don't. 
can't remember all of them, but Leo Thompson showed up a bit on screen to the, mm. the most time traveling episodes, which seemed fitting. Um, you know, Jonathan Frakes is here because, of course, he is for yeah. two episodes. Maybe just doing those as like just two parts. Boom, boom, boom. Yes, that's what I want. <laughs> I want episodic Star Trek. Two parts are great. You know, more than that's a, a, a thing. Yeah, do a two part story about this new kind of Borg Queen. Do a two part story about this time travel stuff. Do a two part um, Q story. Great. Try to make them all one big interarching plot which lasts 10 episodes. No one can have any character resolution until the last one. That's why this show is so... It just feels like a kind of TV I don't watch anymore. Yeah. But so, I'm sure, like, if I was still watching every season of The Flash and every season of Supergirl, <laughs> and I don't know, whatever... I don't even know what people watch on TV anymore. But if I was watching that stuff, maybe it works like this. But it's trying to pretend that it's not that kind of show. That it's, you know, prestige single story drama I guess that's but it's not being made like one Star and it's not Trek. written at the level of one you know science fiction like this really does work in like little blasts of ideas right yeah one idea next idea next idea Star Trek's been waiting back because Discovery started right in the peak of peak TV right mm -hmm. we have to do that right oh Patrick Stewart's gonna come back oh we do that oh here's a stupid cartoon show well, let's do it episodic let's reference like stuff in the past you know with with lower decks uh, yeah and then lower prodigy the same thing like that that does have arcs it's got a movie feel but it's still kind of segmented and now i got strange new world just like okay let's do episodes right. so yeah i really like lower decks and i've got a feeling i'm gonna really like strange new worlds because yeah that is what i want from star trek i understood it with picard if they were just gonna do one mm. and if they let him die at the end like he was clearly written to <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, how, how much mention did they get of the fact that this is a cyborg Picard walking around throughout this season? <laughs> hey. One throwaway line from Rios. <laughs> well, then they try and, uh, when they defibrillate him, he kind of, like, sparks up. I didn't even notice that, but sure. Okay, there was another reference to what I'm saying. The yeah. doctor notices, wait, I think Hugh says something, too. Yeah. But, yes, yeah, it's, it, it's not that important. The Golem thing is just, like, we have to acknowledge it, but we're not going to really do anything with it. Yeah, whereas they could have just not done it. Yeah. And not given such a really, like painfully fake emotional moment at the end of season one <laughs> and I've seen a lot of people who are really down on this show yeah um, I don't, I'm not at that level but I'm also not at the like well season two of Picard is great it writes all the wrongs of season one Picard's a great show now it's like I'm still going to watch season three because I want to see this character I love Jean-Luc Picard he's probably my you know top three favourite fictional characters of all time but um I, I think it is a missed opportunity. I think I am more likely to re-watch season two than season one, though. Again, there are enough fun moments here and there, because uh, season one, all we got was that time when uh, Picard was trying to pretend to be French, right? I don't think I will ever re-watch either of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. That's I'm, the simple truth. I, I, I'm more likely to re-watch all of TNG before I re-watch okay. these. <laughs> I, I should, I'm going to throw out that I have actually been like double-watching every Strange New World so far. Okay. So, they, they get two viewings. I mean, I don't do that None. with anything, because I have a life. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, you know I'm worse about than you, right? Yeah, and I've been yeah. double-watching Strange New World, so uh, hopefully I'm not, like, putting too much smoke up its bung, but... I mean, uh, I, I, the reason I don't double-watch anything is because I do things like play 120 hours of Elden Ring. So. Okay, I don't do that. <laughs> I, 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 I do some jamming, right? And I watch three-hour-long history documentaries on YouTube. What kind, of, what kind of shredding should I do tonight? Um... Do a new cover of the I Berate You, I Hate You song. I already did that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that again. That would be less Paul, though. <laughs> Just because I was trying to call out a guitar. Okay. So. Did you expect me to give you a name of a guitar? No, I expect you to give me, like, this certain, like, flavor of jam, and then I match that to the guitar. Oh, that would be the Strat, the caster, then. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah. I'm I, always going to give you a bell and pad if you ask me for what guitar sound you should make. I've done those sounds. Uh, um... Yeah, so, like, I guess I'm going to forget about this TV show by this time next year because I mostly forgot about season one. I remember Lower Decks quite well. I'm like, I need to get around to watching that again, right? Prodigy. I'll, re I'll remember the big beats, and I guess that's all that you're meant to. Mm. Again, the emotional content's more important than the story. That doesn't make sense. I feel kind of bad for how much I'm, it sounds like I'm writing off these new characters, which I don't mean to do. I do, I like... I really like 
Elnor. I like Rios. Um, I like Rafi sometimes. Mm. Sometimes she's a bit much. <laughs> um, Maybe the one... I get, and that's not a problem with the actor. Mm. It's just that they, they always give her these plots where she's mad at everyone. Maybe one of the thing, problems with this is it's kind of like backdoor pilot the series. Right. It's like Assignment Earth. That was going to be a series. Hey, look here. Maybe it could be a series again. We got... Is it Tal... Is Talus? Laris? I don't remember which one's which. I think Laris is the one in the... Future? Actual future. Okay, Talus is, is the one here. Talus could have a series. Rios could have a series easily. Hell, Rafi and Seven. That'd make a good series. There's so I'd many... I'd watch Rafi and Seven on the Stargazer. You sure? It's going to be an episodic, set in that time period... Female captain, female first officer, spacing around. Hell yeah. Yeah, like, like there's so many things here like, this is good, but they're not really, like, diving into it. Wait a minute. TOS, TNG, DS9, Voyager, Enterprise, Discovery. Ah. Strange New World ruined it. Well, they could have called it Star Trek Seven. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if there's Strange New Worlds and Picard in there, it could be Star Trek Nine. <laughs> yeah. Picard before. Sorry, I didn't count with you because I know where you're going with that. But no, Picard, Picard, kind of a separate thing, right? Yeah, yeah. You can, it's a spin-offy thing. I just did that with my albums because I was like, I had Electric Sage is plugging my own music there, but um, I was like, okay, I want to give this one a number. I'm like, it's the eighth album, but I did that EP and I really want to use number nine, <laughs> number nine, number nine. So I was like, okay, EP's a release. And I didn't do any other EPs for that act. So. I guess you could say that um, Stranger Worlds is just series zero of TOS. Yeah, that's the <laughs> longest pilot to production run ever, right? So, <laughs> and they lost that doctor shots for every time Matt makes that joke. You're that's dead. right. That's right. <laughs> How many times have I mentioned that Jeffrey Combs should have been Doctor Boyce, but there is no Doctor Boyce. Uh, I think it might speaking be of which, Doctor Mulunga is fantastic. So no mm -hmm. problem. I just like I wanted Jeffrey Combs as Doctor Boyce. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, and Jeffrey Combs is Dr. Boyce, but a subplot where he's reanimating corpses. Yes! Absolutely! <laughs> that, that's what got him off of the Enterprise, which is yeah. why we have to get the other doctor. <laughs> Flashback episode with Jeffrey Combs is Dr. Boyce reanimating corpses. Hello, anyone listening, do it now! <laughs> okay, I got a little riled up there. Um, so, it, it's, it's like it doesn't quite hold up because it's too ephemeral, probably. It's just TV. It's just a wisp of TV. It's like how any any season of The Flash past season two is too ephemeral because it just it does it didn't exist in the first place. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and season two is only there because we watched it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I don't think I finished season two. Oh, okay. I think as soon as I realized they were doing Speedster again, I was just like, okay. <laughs> and it sounds like they do that for like six more seasons. That was a good show the first season. <laughs> it's just because it was just it was. He's a superhero. He's like he is in the comics. He's fun. Yeah. Enjoy. That's, that's all you need for a superhero show. I really like the first season of Supergirl, too. Didn't see that. I should, probably should watch um, it. And this point. new Superman and Lois looks mm. pretty good as well. Okay. I, I don't have time to watch. There's too much TV to watch. Of CW Doctor it's Who It's like shows. Here, here's a TV show with your favorite character ever. I'm, like, I'm too busy, dude. There's too many shows. Well, there's like three Spider Man animated shows, which are apparently great that I haven't seen. What, like all simultaneously? Huh? Oh, no. No, I, they're like that have released in my. Oh, okay. In like the past five, ten years, whatever. I do have the spectacular Spider-Man Blu-ray. Is that the one with Neil Patrick Harris? I don't remember. It, my, my I think that's the one. Like, Rob okay. said it's really good. But okay. Nobody got time for that. Mm. I was just I, hey, it's as as a father, it's my duty to try and get my daughter into Spider-Man. So that's the way I did it. Yep. Uh, and and she liked the Raimi ones too, by the way. So. <laughs> but uh, and. and she had no time for Star Wars, but likes the Kelvinverse. There you go. But no time for Wrath of Khan either, so mm. that's a bummer. But Anyway, we'll see how that goes. You know, kids these days. <laughs> I think it took me a... It, I didn't, like, come around on the more boring Star Trek No, I understand Khan's really, like, like you need to, like, give it some time. It's a tense submarine film, yeah. Yeah. But Monteblanc, come on. You yeah, don't do yeah. better than that. Oh, yeah, the, the, like, fucking Picard tease at the end of this. Sorry, the Khan tease at the end of this. What was that? Um, the final thing we see Sung do in this is pull out his classified oh, document, Khan. Project Khan. Project Khan, yeah. <laughs> Sung, what, come on, have some Sung. Khan, Nuni, and Sung. Sung. Yeah. Sung. They're both named after the same friend of um, Roddenberry, so. Yeah. Anyway, they're a little too close. 
Kung Ninian Sing Kung Sing Sing Sing. There we go. Yeah. See, I couldn't even work it out. Okay. Are we well, finished? I guess they're gonna get Benedict Cumberbatch in. <laughs> <laughs> Are we finished? I guess so. I mean, there's the what it was. Yeah. It's it's we said the problem things. is I don't have. How am I gonna wrap it up? Because I just don't have a strong feeling about this. <laughs> this nine hours of TV. It's just and, like and, and it we, happened, I guess. And I think Star Trek is now finally like really like, you know, kicking ass on the track. Mm. Right. Like like now there is some like really good stuff and this is this is this is good stuff but maybe not really good stuff yeah i mm. should try and get to those later discoveries because mm. it sounds like that does a lot of what i actually want from star trek i'd love it if we did get a seven and raffi show set in this time period. that'd be cool i'm sure i'm going to enjoy seeing the tng cast one last time i'm pretty sure i'll direct you to prodigy before finishing discovery i'm not gonna watch that okay <laughs> that's I'll, not I'll gonna one, happen i'll Matthew. convince you one day <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I mean, I just don't watch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy that does media podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch stuff if it's not for a podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. And also, there's not an easy way for me to watch Discovery anymore because he took it off fucking Netflix. Ah. Okay, this podcast, do that. You'll find this podcast on Twitter at MLSFSPod. Tweet at us how wrong we are about Star Trek Picard. Maybe you love it, maybe you hate it. Are Either way, you're probably annoyed at us being milk toast. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you just can't dislike Picard, you can't dislike Patrick Stewart, but you can't, like, say there are no flaws here. The biggest thing I've seen is just, and I do agree with it for a lot of the show, just for large chunks of it, it doesn't feel like he's playing the character Jean-Luc Picard. Mm. It just feels like he's Patrick Stewarting around. Okay. Plug interlude finish, where were you? Um, and anyway, tweet, hashtag, um, wait, what's the doctor? Dr. Boyce reanimator. <laughs> Let's get that trending. Let's get that episode made. <laughs> That's the solution. That was the thing that the, the one Stranger World thing I saw. It was like that bugged me. I'm like, "Where's Doctor Boy Stepper comes?" Like, but we got yes, yes. That is the solution. Mm-hmm. Let's go reanimate some corpses. Reanimate of golems. space. <laughs> John. I'm probably only going to get to say this one more time after today, so I better make most of it. Engage. <laughs>